I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. If you are familiar with Chris's content, you have probably heard bits and pieces about his background and entrepreneurial career. But this segment goes deeper into the story of his first business he built from his entrepreneurial spirit at a young age to ultimately selling his first business. This chat provides the key takeaways that were critical in Chris's success. This audio is from a guest appearance in 2019 on Michael E. Gerber's ATEW web series. Chris, a delight to see you, a delight to be with you. And you too, Michael, as always. Thank you. It's a, there's a funny story behind the name, and we can get into it in a little bit if you'd like. <laughs> Let's get into it right now. So, so all these words, all the business buzzwords about systems and processes and training and standard operating procedures and franchise prototypes. When I came up with the concept for Trainual, the software, my wife was sitting on the couch I was sitting in my home office computer chair and we brainstormed all these different words and we thought, what what word, what fake word can we make up that sounds good together? So we started combining things and we had systems and processes and s- processes and we had we, we were trying to combine all these words and, and eventually we settled on training and manuals. It's the thing you want to do and the place you want to put it. And so Trainual was born. I love it. The thing you want to do and the place you want to put it. The (laughs) thing you have to do and the place you need to put it. And effectively, when you put those pieces together, I got it. It wasn't because you live in Louisiana or something. Train y'all. Train y'all. Train you all. Yeah, you can say it however you want. (laughs) I got it. So, Chris, I wanted to share what you have done and how you've done it, because the story is always compelling to me. You know, we've had millions upon millions of people read my books, my e-myth books. And yet we don't have millions upon millions of people we're speaking to here today. We have a guy every other week, a woman every other week. And those guys and those women are guys and women just like you. You didn't just read the book. You did the book. And I want to say that again to everybody who's watching us, listening to us. Chris, you didn't just read the book. You did the book. So you might say, just like training and manual came together to train you all, you suddenly see every single one of you the key to the absolutely astonishing success Chris has had and continues to have, a very young guy. So Chris, please tell us the story of how you met the e-myth and what happened next. I'd love to. So 
For me, my entrepreneurial journey began as a little kid, washing cars, selling lemonade, doing all the things that little kids do. And by the time I got to high school, I wanted to start a real business. So a friend of mine- had Let a- me stop you for one second. You just said <laughs> okay. doing what all kids do. All kids don't do that, Chris. So right. Fair point, fair point. Yeah, uh, understand, I didn't do that. It's funny. So when I when I was a kid, we had lemonade stands, but instead of selling the 25 cent cups, we sold them for $2 a piece in big red solo cups. And we had eight <laughs> different flavors and we set up in prime location on a golf course. And and it was always about, you know, how do we how do we improve this business? So from a young age, I loved business. And even now I've got my own children and my four-year-old is is making he he's he started to charge me to make me coffee in the morning, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I love it. I love seeing that it's awakening oh, the cool. entrepreneur in him. So go on, go on. I interrupted you. Go back to high school and then. Okay, so fast forward to high school. A friend and I got involved in the video production department at our at our town, our cable access station. We were producing a show, and it was one of those magazine shows where you interview people around town. And, and because of that, we had gotten some notoriety around the town. We worked in the supermarket at the time. And so they aired our show over and over and over again around this small town in Massachusetts that I grew up in, to the point that people would come up to us in the grocery store and say, hey, you're the video guys. I know you. I've seen you. And so slowly people started saying, well, can you film my anniversary party or can you come record our wedding or my cousin is graduating high school? Can you set up a camera or our, our team, our soccer team is, is in the championship? Can you guys film it? And so we had all these requests. And before long, I found myself uh, making money filming the, these, these events and I loved it. So not too long after that, someone gave me a copy, a family friend, saw I was entrepreneurial, gave me the copy of the E-Myth and said, you should read this. So I remember reading it and flipping through the pages. I think I read the whole thing in one sitting and I had never read one of the textbooks that they told me to read in high school, but I sat down and read the whole E-Myth because it was so relevant for me. And, And as I'm flipping through this book, I saw myself as the technician. I was standing behind the camera. I was doing the work. I was editing the videos. I was doing every job in the business. And I realized that uh, even though I was in high school, I was staying up until all hours of the night. I would set alarms every two hours through the night so that I could switch the VHS tapes in the daisy-chained VCRs that I was copying guys, tapes. Guys, I, want, I wanted to hear this. I wanted to hear this. We don't make this stuff up. You understand? We don't prompt Chris to tell a story just to benefit us and the E-Myth. We don't do that. We have never done that. I couldn't even imagine doing that. I would hate myself if I did that. You understand? So the story Chris is telling is Chris's story. And the reason I want you to hear it and take it in is because what he's going to describe for you, and I'm already preempting what he's going to describe for you, is that he didn't just read the book. He did the book. Now, understand, even when I say that to you, even though I wrote the book, to understand I was inspired, it came to me. It wasn't me who did it. It was me who was gifted with it. 
And that gift was an absolutely stunning. It was like a voice. Napoleon Hill talked about the people from beyond who came to him. It was simply a way of saying what I'm sharing with you right now. But understand, Chris, for whatever reason, was born this way and insisted upon living this way in a way that very few, few, few of us do. So, Chris, go on with your story. It's so delightful to me. Well, thank you. And it's funny that we didn't talk about this beforehand, but for anyone that has kids, if you can imagine your 16-year-old setting alarms every two hours through the night to wake up and duplicate videotapes because they were selling them for $10 a piece, you know, that is the, the burden that I put on myself as an entrepreneur. And that's a lot of companies have that sort of story where they put that burden on themselves as the technician to do the work and do it and do it and do it and do it. And that's what I was doing it. So I was fortunate. It was a gift for me that that pattern was interrupted at such an early age. And I think so many people have to go through years or decades of, of entrepreneurial experience before they hit that wall and realize this isn't sustainable. And I was fortunate to have that at a young age. So with my video company, I realized that the most scalable thing that we did was live sporting events. They didn't need to be edited because they were live. They could be streamed online or just sold as is to the parents and coaches and scouts that wanted to see that video. And we could turn them around really quickly. And instead of selling one copy, like for a commercial or a music video or a wedding, we sold hundreds of copies to all of the participants that went to those events. So I saw video as this scalable thing at live events that we could really grow. And so I had that, that epiphany and suddenly I turned into a, the manager and started hiring other camera operators and other editors and people I found off Craigslist and, and uh, friends of friends and, and just people I found online to help do that work. And uh, we grew very quickly around the country to doing events, uh, you know, across coast to coast and, and over 300 camera operators shooting events for us. And, and if I hadn't recognized that I couldn't do that all myself and built the systems and the processes and the playbook for other people to do it, then uh, that business very well would have, uh, would have drowned. I would have drowned in the business for sure. Well, you would have drowned in it just like 99% of all self-employed people drown in it. Yeah. They, they truly drown in it because they're so consumed by this singular idea they have doing the work, doing the work, doing the work. It never even enters their mind or imagination that they could actually redo what they do, refocus what they do so they could, in quotes, you said it, scale it. Yeah. You can't scale Chris unless you scale the business model that you're pursuing and you saw that I can do this and replicate this and find many, 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 many customers for this other than for the folks whose wedding I was videotaping. Right. So you, you know, selected a very specific market. And if I was the only one that could do the job and I cared more about it than anyone else, then I would be harder on myself than anyone else and I'd be the worst boss in the world. So that's where I found myself is just under that constant pressure of trying to do the work and be my own boss. 
And so it wasn't until we distilled it down to a system of pre-production and scheduling the event and staffing the event and booking the travel and coordinating the layout of all the cameras and filming the events and capturing the footage and shipping out the videos. Once we had that system, then all we needed to do was plug in the camera operator and the production manager and the salesperson, and we could shoot events everywhere all around the country. And that system, that, that repeatability was actually what attracted our biggest customers. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.